Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor. And today our guest is Karen Johnson. Karen is a program director for Crowing Energized. Karen, welcome back to Community Focus. Thank you for very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, I know uh, Crowing Energize has been very busy on a number of different fronts, but uh, let's start with some, uh, well, if you will, some news about a grant that you've received. I am so pleased to report that for the second year in a row, we've received grant, a grant from SourceWell. Uh, these grants were intended to work on unmet uh, medical needs or uh, mental health needs in your community. Uh, for the second year, we were awarded, and this year we plan to work on building a resiliency program, working with our emergency medical uh, workers in our area. Mm. So when you look at um, kind of who's running into uh, emergency situations and, and who's running out, <laughs> mm-hmm. typically it's us running out, and it's our emergency workers that are truly running into uh, danger and running into things that they don't even realize what what will be there when they get inside. Mm-hmm. So when you think of that image of that firefighting ra- firefighter running in to fight a fire, um, that's who we want to develop a, a resiliency program and, and to work with. You know, last, last year, Karen, I know there was a big emphasis on mental health here in the Lakes area and the, the Make It Okay program. And and it's good to see that we continue to focus on mental health because it's very important, isn't it? I agree. It really is important. And I think in our community, we've been fortunate enough to really have that discussion. Um, and Make It Okay has been a big part of that. Yeah. Just to simply start that conversation um, and to find those words. I, I always think of it as you see somebody that has a... Um, they're walking with crutches or they have a cast on, you immediately will ask, you know, what's wrong or what did you do? And that conversation is very easy. We want that same conversation to be the same if you see somebody that might be struggling or dealing with a mental health issue, to just be able to have that same conversation. Um, and it comes back to that simple thing that we all know of just listening and mm-hmm. having that ear to, um, you know, tell me more. And to really try to get away from vocabulary that can be more harmful um, than good, to really find those words that, how can I support you um, when you're not feeling the best or when you're not doing the, as, as well as you want to be doing from a mental health perspective? Mm-hmm. Um, and we've done a lot of education about how common it is. It is so common. Yeah. Um, one in four people live with a mental illness. Um, and, you know, at varying times, depending upon who you are, you may struggle more. So uh, it's really great that our community has uh, really embraced it and really wanted to have that conversation. And I think a lot of it, too, people want to get rid of that stigma, you know, and that's been around yeah. for so long. Yep. You know, and that stigma is that's what we found when we were looking at, okay, what would this year involve in, in writing that grant with SourceWell? And one thing we really talked about or realized was the stigma about asking for help. Mm-hmm. We found that, you know, with emergency medical workers, sometimes um, it's a field dominated by males and just that mentality of suck it up. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. is what you signed up for. Or, you know, you knew this before you, you went into this training. And I think while that may be true that you knew, I don't think anybody's prepared for the traumatic experience that that may lead, that secondary trauma of, okay, how do we move on after those re- after we are um, involved in those types of 
incidences that are part of our job. So right. that was part of what we wanted to eliminate in the just the stigma of asking for help, of realizing that, you know, we all need help at times, whether that be physical or mental, mm-hmm. just really getting rid of that stigma associated with it, any negative feelings associated with it, mm-hmm. just because we know how common it is. Yeah, and I like the fact that you're targeting, if you will, kind of a, a new uh, part of our socioeconomic uh, uh, makeup of the community. Uh, last year, I know you kind of focused on a lot of the schools, uh, didn't you, didn't you, with this program? We did. When we, so last year, it was really to work on the unmet um, mental health needs in, with students. Mm-hmm. Make It Okay is really specifically designed for um, adults, 18 and older. So we really wanted to have a campaign kind of modeling the same um, type of how we could roll that out so that we could enlist people in our community. Unfortunately, <laughs> we had selected the, cur- the curriculum, Sources of Strength, and then COVID hit. No, Literally man. the day we were going to have them come on site and do some training. Um, so we plan to do that virtually. Um, we can't say enough about how helpful um, Principal Rusk and this uh, Brainerd High School has been at, you know, welcoming us in and really looking at this program and, and figuring out how we're going to implement it. As you know, the school has so much to do, and they only have so much time to do it in. So it's really hard to identify any type of program while everything's worthwhile, but how do you actually roll that up and roll that out and make it happen? So we are pleased to announce that with Sources of Strength. And I know Al has been on the radio. You've met somebody on our team that um, she's passionate about mental health and really uh, Sources of Strength really does spread the message of hope and connecting our youth with um, adult, with adult mentors in our area. And again, breaking that silence, you know, really being that up, you know, suicide prevention program. Mm-hmm. Um, when somebody, somebody is struggling, really having the tools that you can do to get them the help they need. Um, and they focus on spreading hope um, rather than um, trauma. So mm-hmm. it's, it's a great campaign. Yeah, now you also had campaigns for the middle school and Central Lakes College, didn't you? We did. We were so pleased that Forceview had um, already defined a time that they could roll out the program, and they actually instituted instituted a program called Second Step. Um, And again, that deals with social-emotional learning, uh, which is something that we want to promote. It really is getting students to understand and manage their emotions, um, really getting to, to set and achieve some positive goals and really getting them to feel and show empathy for others. Um, we want to just build those positive relationships. When I went to school, I, I wasn't aware there wasn't anything like this, and I, I just think it just speaks volumes about getting into schools when they're younger and really working with students to develop those emotional um, skills so that they they're lifelong skills yeah. and we can always you know we start young and just continue to work on them throughout our lifetime yeah hmm. and I know at the college there's a lot of kids that's a that's a whole new environment if you will for young adults and again uh, a different set of uh, skills would be needed right and we in this in at Central Lakes College we really um, we're pleased we we're able to do to uh, train some ambassadors and make it okay. Oh, yeah. Our plan there is that they will, those students, 
will do presentations to other students. So I, mm-hmm. we really feel that that will be a good way to communicate the message. There's nothing better than learning from your peers, right. having your peers be those positive role models. So we're very excited to get that work started again when school resumes in the fall. Very good. Now, Karen, I, I know Crowing Energize has offered a number of classes covering a multitude of areas over the years. Now, that's harder to do with COVID. Do I understand you've put together some virtual classes now? We have. Um, when COVID struck, we really had to look at how to do things differently. Luckily, Kara uh, on our team was able to adapt relatively quick and work with um, Juniper, a company that actually um, helps us roll out some of these programs and uh, change our NDPP classes, our lifestyle change classes, to virtual So as you know, those were always in person, Mm -hmm. Um, and it is a great program. Um, I was lucky enough to go through it, and it it is a big commitment. It's a year-long commitment, Mm -hmm. and what that does is really focus on how do we create a healthier lifestyle, and at the end of the day, we really want to prevent diabetes. Um, And we know now with uh, COVID that if you can do, if you want to do one thing, we really want to make sure that we do not have anybody, you know, suffering from diabetes and do everything that you can to prevent that. So you really go through that year-long class, you learn new habits. Um, We want people to learn how to eat healthier, how to increase their physical activity. So it sounds overwhelming because it is a year-long commitment. But at the beginning, you meet once a week for 16 weeks. And then after that, it's either once or twice a month um, for the end of the year. And you really, after that year, you're able to really build healthier habits. And that's the thought process of having it be a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. All right. What are some of the other classes that are being offered? We have one called Social Connect, and it's a pilot program. And this was one that was specifically developed. We realized early on with COVID is that we really were socially isolated, Mm -hmm. which really resulted in loneliness. Um, And this class is a pilot program. Hopefully it will continue. They meet twice a week for three weeks. um, And it just is a class where they meet. um, They work a little bit on exercises, talk about mindfulness, give you some tools, and then um, you connect socially with the people that are in the class. Oh. Now, these are virtual, so that means we're doing Zoom. Mm-hmm. And um, some of us are getting used to it, and some <laughs> of us it's still a new experience. Yeah. So, Amen. You know, yeah, and don't be, a, don't be afraid. Prior to the start, they do um, the first class really deals with how do you work with Zoom? How do you deal with Zoom? Um, and they'll walk you through it. So mm-hmm. it's not like you have to be an expert. In fact, if anything, it's a good tool to learn how to use Zoom since that appears to be kind of our new normal for a while. Um, so Social Connect, that's the name of that class. And then there's a class called SAIL, which is Stay Active and Independent for Life. It, Like it sounds, it's really based on strength and balance and a fitness program intended for people 65 and older. Again, we know that if you can stay active, um, it's probably the most important thing you can do to uh, reduce your risk of falling. Mm. And none of us want to fall. Nobody wants to uh, fall. We want to stay healthy and we want to feel comfortable um, and we want to feel like we can um, be active. So that class is an exercise class and it meets every day and typically it meets for an hour a day. Okay. Hey, Karen, When we go, going back to the Social Connect, is that something people can do as a family, or is that just more geared toward, toward adults in general? 
It's more de- geared towards adults in general, okay. this one. Um, and it kind of really was developed re- looking at the aging population and the isolation if you live alone or even on a long-term care facility sure. with the restrictions. Yep. Okay. That's a great question. All right. And there's other classes available too, right? Yeah. I happen to be taking <coughs> an aging mastery program right now. Mm-hmm. That is, that's a um, 10-week program. It meets for an hour and a half once a week. Talks about how to age, how how we should age successfully. So you learn about exercise and sleep and eating and hydration and financial fitness. You talk about advanced care directives and healthy relationships. Um, right now, the class I'm in, there's somebody as far away as Grand Marais, and there's somebody down in the Rochester area. So it's oh, everybody neat. throughout the state, which is really unique. You really rebuild. You really build that uh, relationship with your. You look forward to seeing the people. Um, virtually, you know, every single week. We have 15 people in the class. Hmm. And this was a class we had, our goal was uh, Crowing Energized, truly wanted to launch this class. But as you know, we um, rely on volunteers, and uh, it takes a whole lot of volunteers to host our classes. Mm -hmm. Um, Our goal is to always have these classes be free, um, and that, you know, that relies on volunteers that are willing to teach. And this class is a little more intensive, um, they try to bring in speakers mm-hmm. um, from and experts that can come and share what they know. So that is, um, it's a class that now we're able to offer people can participate in. And Again, these are free still stuff. free. They're all free. That's amazing. Yes, they are. And the last one that we were never able to launch either was Living Well with Chronic Pain. Um, again, that is, this is, class is a little more intense. It meets two and a half hours, one day a week for six weeks. And it truly is, if you've known anybody that has lived with chronic pain, it is so debilitating from a physical standpoint, but, you know, mentally it can be draining mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. So this really teaches the participants, you know, how can you live a healthy life when you're dealing with chronic pain um, by helping manage their symptoms and hopefully give some new strategies so that they can, um, you know, really get back to the skills and to life and mm-hmm. confidence and manage living with their chronic pain. Very interesting. Karen, as you talked about these classes, the one question I have is, can you join up at any time, or was there a specific start time, or how does that work? Great question. It typically starts at a certain time. If you go to yourjuniper.org, it has all the classes that are listed for the next um, 60 days, and they constantly add classes to that. They typically have a start date, and they have an end date. Um, so you can see what the time commitment is. We really are, uh, the program that we want to launch our current NDPP class, we would love to have a few more people sign up so that we can make that class um, happen. So we would love to have five more people sign up by Friday, by tomorrow of this week. So that's the call to action. Okay. Your (laughs) Juniper. Signing up. Yep. Yourjuniper.org. Very good. Good stuff. Um, I know you had a pop-up produce uh, event last month that was, again, well attended. I understand there's another one coming up here very soon. Yep, a week from Monday, Monday the 27th. It will be at Central Lakes College again. Starts at 11 a.m. and um, usually is done by 1 o'clock. We are going to have some staff there from Crow Wing County that will be able to assist people with any financial questions, and they'll have some 
uh, resources and what they can apply for. So they will be there to add, answer any questions people may have. That's awesome. Um, we've had 12 of these events, and we've given away over 100,000 pounds of food. Wow. Any qualifications yeah. for folks who are not familiar with this program? No qualifications at all. You can just, there's, we don't base anything on, on financial need. We just want to make sure that nobody is going hungry in our area and they just show up and it's, again, it's free. Um, we just want to get the food into people's hands that will use it. Yeah, that's so cool. And I know mm-hmm. it's been very popular lately. <laughs> it's been great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very good. Uh, for some, this pandemic has made us think about... Uh, Hello. Well, <laughs> the, the end of life. And that brings up, though, a very important thing, and that is making sure you have advanced care directives in place for your family. That is so true. And, you know, it really can... An accident can happen at any time in our life where you you are virtually unable to speak for yourself. Um, and it is so important, and now more than ever, can like you said, um, you just cannot turn on the news and not see people that are uh, intubated and on a ventilator. So it's important to make sure that your wishes are known if you can't speak for yourself. These conversations can be really difficult to start, um, but I think starting the conversation, again, just leads you to think about what, what are my wishes? Because we're all different, and we all have different um, end-of-life issues um, or wishes. So it's important to start that conversation. We say it's the best gift you can give your loved ones and your family. Write down what your wishes are and periodically look at that document because they may change. (laughs) You you know, it could change. So make sure people are aware. Um, we used to hold classes, and again, we used to do this in person. With COVID-19, we're not meeting in person, but we, Essentia is offering um, a class via Zoom on August 17th at 1 o'clock, um, and that's on Essentia's health website. EssentiaHealth.org has, the, has great information about what is an advanced care directive. What does it mean? What is the uh, information? You can actually see what the um, document itself looks like. Mm -hmm. You can print it out or fill it in. But Essentia isn't the only organization in the area. Your provider is happy to talk to you and happy to walk you through this. So if you doctor um, in Crosby at CRMC, they have people on staff. Lakewood Clinic has um, people on staff, Tri-County and Wadena. Every um, provider is, is more than willing to talk to you and have this conversation and get you started. Mm-hmm. I think that's the hardest part is getting started. Yeah, and it's yeah. not a comfortable conversation to have. It's just it's just something that needs to be done, though. Yeah, yeah, very, very and I true. agree. It's, it's difficult to talk about, but it's really important, and I think you will... I think that once you're done, you'll feel um, a sense of, you know, I've accomplished something and I know what my wishes. Not that they may, we'll, we'll see if they carry them out, but. Right. And a little peace of mind. Down. Yep. Yeah. And peace so. of mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Karen, we're, uh, we've run out of time, but I, I, I would love to have you back because I know you have a lot of good information, too, on how to stay safe during the uh, pandemic and um, and to have plans related to that, too, in case you do go into the hospital. So we'll have to have you back some other time. Or can we find this information on your website? You can find this information on our website at crowwingenergized.org. Yes, okay. feel free to check it out and see what we have. Very Wonderful. good. 
Karen, thank you so much for taking time out to be with us today. Just a wealth of great information. Mm -hmm. Thank you for what you're doing at Crowing Energized, and we'll talk again soon, I'm sure. Thank you. Thanks, Karen. Karen Johnson is a program director with Crowing Energized. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor, and that's today's edition of Community Focus. Don't forget our Community Focus programs are available anytime on our website. Go to 1067wjjy.com. That's brought to you by Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union. And you can also listen through our free downloadable app powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.